0: You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Lisa Keith, editor in chief of Meeting Place and Alt Meat. Welcome to this month's Meeting Pod episode dedicated to the meat alternatives market. Support for this podcast comes from Pressipack. The alt meat industry attracts talent from all corners of business, but not many entrepreneurs bring with them a background in military security logistics or nano sized medical device manufacturing. Eric Jenkusky and Jed Johnson do, and their experiences inform Matrix Meats, the Columbus, Ohio based company uses a unique technology to create scaffolding on which other companies can grow cultivated meat and other tissues. Eric and Jed spoke with Altmeat about their experience, about the technology, and about the mission they feel is part of Matrix Meats' business. How is eco-agriculture related to security?
1: We do what's called expeditionary operations. So anything related to being in the field and being what they call forward projected So our main products are fuel and water distribution. So I was always interested in products that have dual use for both civilian and military applications, especially for disaster relief. But that really honestly wasn't why I got involved. I got involved with this because it's not every day that you get to be invited to participate in a technology that has the ability to positively impact literally every single person on the planet. My other products, maybe a couple of hundred to a few thousand people at any given time are impacted Mm -hmm. by their use. This is a product that literally can positively impact the entire planet. And it's not every day you get invited to participate in something like that. So I jumped on it.
0: So Jed, tell me about your path to this place.
2: So my background is a PhD in material science engineering from Ohio State University and My focus is really tissue engineering and and regenerative medicine, and as I was writing my thesis to graduate, formed a company with my business partner, Rothka Uhoff, and we ended up winning a business plan competition and wrote a couple of grants, and those got funded, one from National Institutes of Health and one from the National Science Foundation, and that was sort of the start of the snowball for nanofiber solutions, and that was 2010. So we are now 11 years old and I guess I can't call it a startup anymore. Maybe we're a small medical device firm, but we started selling plastic petri dishes to cancer and stem cell biologists and academic labs and drug discovery firms that have a thin layer of nanofiber in the bottom. So they look and feel just like a normal petri dish, but there's a three dimensional scaffold in the bottom. That provides a more realistic environment for those cells. And it doesn't matter if they're cancer cells or stem cells or human cells or animal cells. You know, They all grow on the fibers because they mimic what we call extracellular matrix. And so the extracellular matrix is what is, makes up all of your skin, your muscle, your cartilage. If you wash off your living cells, what's left is just a fibrous mesh. And that's what we make. And we can make those fibers or that mesh or scaffold. I sort of use all those terms interchangeably. Mm-hmm. We can make them from a whole variety of materials. And We've traditionally been focused on the medical device side. That's personally like where my passion is on the tissue engineering and what Eric talks about, being able to help others. So I'm very blessed with a skill set where physiology and anatomy and Polymers, they all sort of make a lot of sense to me. And that is my passion and that's my skill set. And so that's what we've been doing. I still do, uh, the CTO role for the other companies. And so I do get pulled in a lot of directions, but to me, I I find that very helpful that I sort of stay at the 30,000 foot level and help people navigate through the forest without getting stuck Mm -hmm. on the tree right in front of them. And so Mm -hmm. Matrix meets is just starting in. November, December with their raise. And we have Eric and we have Zach, a business manager, and we have Devin, an engineer. And so we're slowly growing the team. We have a couple positions. We're looking to fill food scientist positions and we grow that team as needed. And it's just a financial efficiency model that you don't have to pay for executives that you don't need full time and share those resources. So We're sharing myself. We have a regulatory expert that's part of the nanofiber solutions team, and we utilize his expertise. We have a quality control person that we share. So it's a really kind of a shared infrastructure model that allows these companies to get up and running faster and cheaper than they could on their own.
0: So as you're looking at the cultivated meat space, and there are many different techniques to getting there. There's a lot of people talking about 3D printing and there's these researchers in Canada that say if you do it by these very thin slices and then you build the whole muscle cut of meat and then it comes out and it tastes meatier, et cetera, et cetera. Where is matrix meat, I guess, in that space in terms of maybe we have this in common with this kind of technology, but not this other one, or you're just in a different space all to yourself?
2: Yeah, I guess I like the analogy of tires for cars. We're like a Goodyear. We're selling tires, and they can be used on a race car, they can be used on a family station wagon, or they can be used on a tractor in the field. And we're happy to support all of those endeavors. And all we're really doing is using a slightly different formulation in our scaffold and a slightly different shape or form factor for our scaffold to achieve these different goals. And so we have some customers that are just growing cells, for example, in a large Third tank bioreactor, so something similar to like a fermentation process, but they're just growing cells. So we have a sort of powdered version of our scaffold, we call it a microcarrier that can support cell growth and it can swim around inside the bioreactor and support the cell growth. And then on the opposite end of that spectrum, we have people that are trying to grow a T-bone steak, for example. And so we can shape our scaffold into that T-bone shape, and we can support customers from either end of that spectrum, you know, rather than just something off the shelf that they have to figure out how to use or figure out how to incorporate into the process. We figure out how to make it incorporate into the process. And we figure out how to make the scaffold do what they want it to do, whether that's growth of cells or if it's differentiation of cells, or sometimes we're providing texture. Into the final product with your layered concept, they sort of leave that texture part out. We add colors, we add nutrients sometimes so we can boost the protein profile or vitamin mineral profile. Our design space is really big and that's why we kind of have to work so collaboratively with each of our customers so that we can really whittle down what they want and how we can do that.
0: Our conversation today continues in just a moment. After a word from our sponsor,
2: Pressy Pack. a leading distributor of world-class food processing equipment for customers in the U.S. and Canada, now carries power heater technology from source technology. Power heater technology creates plant-based meat analogs with the shape, texture, appearance, and bite of natural whole muscle products. With growth projections of the meat substitute market at a CAGR of up to 15.1% through 2027, processors can enter the category, meet demand, and realize greater potential and profitability. Visit pressipack.com today to learn more about our meat alternative solutions. And now back to today's podcast. Our process is called electrospinning, and it has certain advantages. But there's also certain disadvantages. And so every scaffold technology is going to have advantages and disadvantages. And I'm not going to tell you that electrospinning is the only solution for every company out there.
0: Can you tell me more about the electrospinning technology?
2: With with electrospinning, we're taking a polymer and we dissolve it in a solvent. And so something might be in the medical device world, we use polycaprolactone, PCL, a lot. And a typical solvent might be acetone, which might use used to remove nail polish. So if we can take a material and we can dissolve it in some sort of solvent, water can also be a really good solvent, by the way. If we can dissolve it in that solvent, and then with electric spinning, we basically pump it through small needles. And then at the end of that needle, we apply a really high voltage. And that voltage, that charge builds up on the solution, and it sprays fibers It really looks like Spider-Man shooting out a web of fibers from his hand, and we collect that onto a surface. And by the time it hits that surface, it's already solid, dry fibers. So the solvent evaporates immediately, and what we collect looks and feels like a paper towel. That's probably the closest analogy of what our scaffold looks and feels like. It's typically a white, fibrous sheet.
0: Can the matrix meets technologies be used in a plant-based world or it just doesn't work like that?
2: Eric, do you want to talk about the plant-based application or or not?
1: We're exploring several ways to apply the technology on the plant-based side. One of the ways that I think you could say is that it can provide, because we are making our scaffolds from in most cases, plant-based materials like Zane or corn protein, mm-hmm. that if the scaffold doesn't degrade, it could be used for providing texture. There are some other applications that I don't think we can talk about just yet, but some exciting possibilities of working on the plant-based side of the
2: equation. Cool. Yeah, just like in traditional materials, you can take the same material and as you change the size, like down to the nanometer size, you get different characteristics or different properties from that same material. And we're seeing that with some of these plant-based ingredients that we can take the same material, but when we make it in a nanofiber form, we get properties from it. And I think will really provide some benefit to the plant-based community. This
1: technology gives you an opportunity to decentralize potentially the production of meat. I look at it also from my global lens, and I think that cultivated meat, alternative protein, can be a great equalizer like the internet is for education. It can provide stability in parts of the world where perhaps the terrain is not ideal for the grazing of animals, and Mm -hmm. now that country is no longer dependent upon another country for its food source. They can then produce their own food, even though their terrain is not ideal for it, because they can produce it inside of a building. And that's some Mm -hmm. of the things that I look at through my experiences and my lens as to how that can contribute to global peace and stability in the long term. But ultimately, for me, it's if you can produce a product better and it's the same cost, why wouldn't you use it? And it provides benefits to society as a whole. I don't know why you wouldn't use it.
0: I hope you enjoyed hearing about Matrix Meat's plans to help feed the world. Thanks also to PressyPack for sponsoring today's podcast. You can access this interview with Eric and Jed and all of our Meeting Pod Alt Meat podcasts on our website at alt meet.net. Thanks for spending time with Meeting Pod today remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to MeetingPod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Meeting Place and Alt-Meat magazines on social media, or visit our websites at meetingplace.com and alt-meat.net.